This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Sometimes, even when you're ready to move on from a player, as an organization, you have to be careful about the way you play poker, about showing your hand too early, and about what that can mean for what's next. Did the Raiders do a poor job of that? And is it changing the quarterback market right now? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, were presented by Progressive Insurance, hanging out together in person in Seaport. If you're not watching us in the ESPN app, you can. We're in the same room hanging out. Always a blast. And and look, Harry, I'm going to be real with you and with everybody right now for a second. When I first started doing this, Everybody knows that my Raiders fandom is a big part of why I do what I do, right? Like, mm-hmm. I have a tattoo. My, my right arm is all the places I've ever lived, the moments I'm proudest of. One of those tattoos is the outline of the Raiders shield with the American flag filling it in from when I got to play the national anthem in Oakland before a game. Uh, I got to play the anthem in front of the entire crowd. Like, a really significant moment for me in life. Like, the Raiders are, they give me too much joy and too much sorrow during the regular season. And because of that, I never say the playoffs because I never see it. Uh, because of that, a lot of times I feel almost self-conscious when we're putting the show together. I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I don't want people to feel like I'm forcing a Raiders topic. So a lot of times I walk back and I'm like, I don't know. We shouldn't talk about the Raiders. Derek Carr last night reminded us that as much as I think of Derek Carr with the Raiders, mm-hmm. there are about a dozen teams right now that are going to be impacted by what's happening today with this team and with this quarterback. And that's where it gets really universal. This isn't about the Raiders. This is about the Raiders making it clear that they were moving on from Derek Carr so early that now everybody sitting around might be a little less needy to make a trade when you know three days after the Super Bowl they will either have to guarantee $42 million of his salary or they'll have to cut him. When you know that that's coming down the line and they've made it clear they're breaking up, you can just wait. And, and at least the question, did the Raiders make this decision too early? Um, I would say, yeah. Just because you look at their roster right now, right? Jared Stenham is going to be a free agent. Derek Carr's not coming back. Chase Garbers oh my God. is your quarterback at the moment. Chase Garbers. Here I was trying not to drink too much this weekend, and now Chase, that's, that's done. Chase I mean, Garbers. That's, I'm just, <laughs> right? And quite frankly, I'll be honest with you. I like Derek Carr as a quarterback. And I really want to see where the Raiders are going to go from a quarterback perspective. Because if he's not going to be more valuable or better than, you know, Derek Carr, why even make the move in the first place? And that's a, you are so right. And it's like, I keep telling people when they ask me, am I happy that the Raiders moved on? Well, I won't know the answer to that till I know where they go. Like, this is one of those situations where a lot of things can be true at once. Stop here. I believe that Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback with the right team to win a Super Bowl. Stop. That can be that. On the other hand, I can believe that the relationship with Derek Carr and the Raiders was just done, and it was time to move on. Stop. That can be true. You know, And I think so many people want to make it a failing with the quarterback, and I just look at it and say, at some point, this wasn't working anymore. Can Derek Carr be successful? I believe yes. Can the Raiders be successful without him? Maybe they got a lot of talent. Can there? There's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football. Can they be successful? But it's just not an offensive game, right? Like they have so many other holes, like defensively and other spots on this football team, where you got to figure out can 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 they got to figure out can we get better as a team throughout this process? And if not, do we kind of need to revamp things and kind of start over? That's why uh, when I talk about them drafting a quarterback and them probably moving up. 
I would like to see them do that and do it in those regards. But you also have a guy in Devontae Adams who who left the Green Bay Packers to go play with his best, best friend in Derek Carr. And now that's not going to be uh, able to happen for him after just one season. So you kind of don't want to waste the years of Devontae Adams. You, you have Hunter Renfro. You have Darren Waller. And you mentioned, hey, it, 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 are they going to get to a point where they say, you know what, we're going to give everybody up and just restart things? I think the Raiders are in one of two spots. You either know what you're doing at the quarterback position, and as a result, you are comfortable letting Derek Carr go mm-hmm. because you know you're going to get somebody in the draft or there's somebody in free agency that you think can win enough games for you, and I don't believe that was ever in their plans to be Tom Brady. If it's not that, then you do have to wonder if their plan is over the next several months to trade away everybody that they don't need to have on contract and just start this whole thing over. I think anybody not named Max Crosby right now, if they're in rebuild mode, could absolutely become trade bait. Now, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer, was on Get Up featuring Harry Douglas this morning, and this is what he had to say about Derek Carr's future. Really, a trade or a release could happen at any point. I've talked to multiple league executives who say, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him this weekend because he's got the Pro Bowl. And if for some reason he got hurt, which nobody expects, then that $40 million would kick in for injury. Automatically, Raiders would be on the hook for that. So something has to shake out soon. GM Dave Ziegler is talking to teams. At the Senior Bowl, there were some talks. I believe the New Orleans Saints are a team to at least watch here. Dennis Allen, the head coach, was with Derek Carr's rookie year in Oakland. So there's a connection there. I mean, it, it may. I'd never thought of it with the Pro Bowl announcement. Could you I'd, imagine having to pay forty million dollars to somebody that you that's not going to be on your team moving forward because they got hurt at the Pro Bowl? I, I, Could you imagine? I no, know you probably don't want to imagine it. No, I mean <laughs> Robert Edwards, uh, twenty years, uh, I guess back what in nineteen ninety nine, running back, right at Georgia, uh, and he was injured playing a sand volleyball game or a sand football game at the Pro Bowl. In a way, his career never came back. I was uh, that was twenty three, twenty four years ago. That's mm. the example that just sits in my mind. And and you know, they're spending so much time in Nashville. Like Nashville still loves Steve McNair, right? I remember when Steve McNair was going to the workout facility in the middle of summer one day, and his key card didn't work. And they were like, "Sorry, dude, we're trading you. We don't want to take a chance that you hurt yourself in the gym." Like that's real for NFL teams. Once they know, part of the reason many people think that the Raiders benched Carr for the last two weeks was because an injury would have fully guaranteed his contract you don't want to take that risk well now he's walking out on a flag football field god forbid i know it's flag football but man i will say this though you see him last night throwing that football <laughs> hitting all the targets man hitting the fours hitting the threes hitting the hitting the uh the fives up there the, the drone ones and also hitting the ones hitting the check downs don't get don't ever get tired of putting money in the bank ladies and gentlemen hitting every every last target possible every other quarterback was missing the ones struggling and, and car was just like bankity 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 like it was like he was picturing mark davis's face on every Every one of those targets and was just making sure he could deliver it right in the face. And, over and the and fact over. that they mentioned that that was the first time that Derek Carr had been back in the Raiders facility since uh, the stuff that transpired during the season at the end of the year. <laughs> that was crazy, too. Yeah, a lot of people may not have realized it. Last night's skills competition was not actually at Allegiant Stadium. It was at the training facility mm-hmm. for the Raiders, which is beautiful. And the, the the nice thing is all the offices on that one side You're telling are all me. glass. And why, they are you look te- right why are you telling me? Well, I mean, because, you know. 
I've hung out there so you, many times. You're telling the people, but you're also looking at me trying to explain to me uh, like I haven't been I in know, there. That's, that's fair. How do you like think, I haven't been there. How do you think I got all this Raiders gear? I've seen two pictures of me I, in I, there. I, I, I didn't even get Raiders. Like, I, I hang out with the team all the time. Did I, do I get free gear from them? No. Harry Douglas hangs out there for like six seconds. Well, I get a box of gear. because I know the assistant GM and also the head stream coach. I mean, when, when we get in a group thread going with, uh, you know, I mean – we got we got the GM and uh, the assistant GM. Like maybe we get a group text. Like are you up? Like what up? Like how's it going? Just don't like, just don't write. Well, don't say it like that. Just don't write. Hey, big head. How's it going, brother make sure, man? Make sure you don't write. <laughs> what are we doing, my friends? Like, <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, you think it's oh, awkward man. with me? This is last night at the Pro Bowl. Ryan Clark uh, doing God's work. By the way, we got to work with RC a little bit on his mic technique. He holds a mic funny. I'm just saying we'll work on that, RC. But Ryan Clark on the sideline after uh, Derek Carr just absolutely showed out in the skills competition. This is what happened. Listen, Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, it's probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the self-awareness on that is just... Oh, and, and listen, I'll, I'll tell people, man, Derek Carr is an unbelievable guy, man. I had a chance to hang out with him and work out with him uh, for, for a nice little period of time when I was out there in the Bay Area back when the Raiders were still there. Man, the man is, is, is a grinder. He's a worker. Um, he loves his people, loves his family, uh, a good uh, faith ba- a background type of dude. So I, I hope he has success on whatever team he's with. He absolutely had every opportunity yesterday to trash the organization and was asked repeatedly to yep. tell his side of the story. And, you know, I have a buddy years ago that said sometimes the hardest thing to say is nothing at all and it's the right thing. And he did that over. And, I mean, you and want to he, talk he about taking the high road. He made high a road. post about, you know, basically taking the high road and not doing any, you know, media inter- interviews and going on podcasts, explaining his side of the story. So I respect him for that. Yeah, I, I think the way that Derek Carr handled all of it for a super competitive dude was a reminder of one thing that I, I, I think is beyond reproach. If, if, you, yeah. if you are like me and you're a Raiders fan, I've lived through some eras that had guys that weren't the easiest to root for. It's been nice to have a quarterback that no matter what has been easy to step back and be like, and in today's world where they're, not every fan base can say that, I've been able to step back and be like, hey, I'm a Raiders fan, and that, that quarterback, super easy to root for. That being said, he said one thing last night that gives us an absolute clue of where he's going to go and how it will impact the entire domino of the quarterback market. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. In 2016, Colin Kaepernick decided to kneel during the national anthem in peaceful protest of police brutality and racial injustice. Although he hasn't played in the NFL since that season, Kaepernick has become a leading civil rights activist, raising awareness and millions of dollars for underserved communities across the country. podcast.
This is Fitz and Harry. I like your haircut, my man. The I little like buzz it. cut. Thank I'm Lieutenant Dan. Looking uh, like Forrest Gump over there, my wait, man. Wait, does I that like make it. you Lieutenant Dan and me Forrest? <laughs> I, I'm running. I, by the way, Forrest Gump. Uh, no, I like your haircut. I like it, though. Forrest Gump, wildly overrated movie. It was not even a good movie. Oh, it's a great goodness. soundtrack. You just say anything right now. Like, what are you talking about? It is not an overrated movie. It, it's, 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 what, what was the point? I mean, the soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of all time. But what I'm was the point? i smart man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfecto. Was, was Devin Devin working behind the scenes? Was Devin ready with a with a force gump drop? We didn't know we were gonna think he was. You said gump and I typed in gump and we got a lot of options. I mean that is that is fast acting to an actor right there. That is that is well done. End of our talk, sir. I stand by it. Forrest Gump is a wildly overrated movie. Like, it's a walk in the room, see it's on, turn the channel movie. I'd rather watch a marathon of Chopped than Forrest Gump any day. What are you doing over here? Like, this is. Get up now, get on up. I know, but it like. Get up now, get on up. I mean. Get up now, get on up. Harry Douglas is doing, like, I don't know if it's air guitar or air, like, swat, like. I don't know what this is. Like it, it's air dance guitar all at once. But it, uh, the the weirdest thing is that he makes it look good. That's all I can figure out is that he makes it look good and I make it look awkward. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. After the Pro Bowl skills competition, a local reporter in Vegas asked Derek Carr what he was looking for next, and his response was, uh, "I'm looking for some place where I can go that has shown a consistent." Uh, want to win championships, a c- commitment to winning championships, some place where we can win a championship right now. I have all the records I could want. I want to compete for championships today, and I want to go someplace that has consistently shown a commitment for that. Uh, that rules out the Titans. That rules out the Washington Commanders. That rules out the Indianapolis Colts. That rules out, I mean, you just start going up and down the list of the teams that A, haven't won a championship, and B, have not consistently put themselves into a situation where they can win a championship. To me, it only really leaves three options. All right. One of those is San Francisco. Now, San Francisco, according to Nick Wagner, ESPN 49ers reporter, he was on Kenny and Carlin, and this is what he told them yesterday about the 49ers' approach for the quarterback position. I think you're probably looking at someone in that mid-level veteran market, whether that's an Andy Dalton or a Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Jacoby Brissett, one of those types of names. But in terms of big game hunting, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the one name that obviously everybody connected to them that I think was realistic, uh, at least as a possibility, was Tom Brady. You know, there was obviously a lot of connections there. The 49ers passed on the opportunity to sign him after the 2019 season. Regretfully, of course, as Kyle Shanahan has made clear. But I, I think that just as we sit here right now, there's not an obvious solution outside of the building that they can realistically attain. So he says it won't go big game hunting. I can't figure out if Derek Carr really counts as big game. Like, I think of him as big game, but is he? I won't put him as, as, as big game hunting. I will say this. At what point will the San Francisco 49ers stop letting the quarterback position be their Achilles heel? At some point, they have to say, okay, We've been able to get to NFC Championship games. We've been able to have a hell of a roster surrounding the quarterback. But at what point is the quarterback position going to be a reason why we get over the hump? They're in such a strange situation because I think Brock Purdy showed them just enough to be tantalizing, but he's going to miss six months. 
Trey, probably six to nine months. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, it could be. And then when he comes back, he's going to have to re-strengthen the arm. He's going to have to get back into the it's habit of process. throwing. Like, I don't know what would be even reasonable to expect from him this coming season. Trey Lance has also not been able to stay healthy. And we've only seen what feels like, I don't know, three blinks of anything. Well, let's Trey. be honest. We haven't seen Trey Lance play a full season in three years. That's, so, a, that's, a, that's a long time now. Three years. This is what I always come down to. Like, I'm making you John Lynch. We fired John Lynch. You're the new GM of the 49ers. You putting your ability to feed your family on the line for Trey Lance? Even if I, I, I think he's I great, say, I, can't I can't do that. Uh, me either. Like, that, that's the hard part about it. Like, even if I think he's great and he can be great, I can't keep waiting. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that Trey Lance can't have a phenomenal career moving forward. It's just that there's so much unknown that we don't know about Trey Lance. We don't know if he's going to stay healthy. We don't know what he's going to look like when he gets back. He hasn't played a full season in three years, like I just mentioned. I, I'm telling you, Trey Lance, like, we both, we both love playing spades. Trey Lance is like playing spades with, and, and you don't know if your partner's really going to come through for you. You know they called nil, but you don't know if they can actually do it. And you don't know if you can trust them to have like you don't know if they've taken a lot of responsibility on. If they screw this up, you're going to lose the whole game. The whole time you're looking over, you're like, I can't trust you. I cannot trust you in this game. And it, and it doesn't. You told me you had four books. You've gotten two. <laughs> and then now you're we're over... now we're set. I told you I ain't had but one. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I feel like we're seeing here. Like, we're, we're, we're looking at this sort of moment where the 49ers want to trust Trey Lance, but I can't fault them for not trusting Trey Lance. So the 49ers in this conversation, yep. uh, we, we've heard some speculation. New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans could make sense. He has a relationship with Dennis Allen. Obviously, it's a, you know, it's a dome. It's indoors. It's, a, it's an organization that has been recently successful and feels like they want to have the opportunity to win a championship. And you know, I don't know if I'd say consistently committed to it, but they've certainly been on a hell of a run. And you look at, you look at the New Orleans Saints, and they do have pieces here and there in different Different spots within their offense and defense. It's more so about them remaining healthy. Uh, and, and you look at the NFC South, and I think that's another thing that can be attractive to Derek Carr. You look at uh, the quarterbacks in that division. At what point, not too long ago, right, you had Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees. Right now, there's so much unknown at the quarterback position in the NFC South. Uh, South, You have uh, Desmond Ritter with the Atlanta Falcons, and then we don't know who Carolina's going to get. We don't know who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get. We don't know what the New Orleans Saints are going to do. So uh, you look at the quarterback market in that division – it looks pretty good for Derek Carr to be in that division. I'm suddenly thinking about not only the quarterbacks, but the coaches. Like, you're coming out of the AFC West where you've had to take on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, yep. had to take on Justin Herbert and the liability of a head coach, but now you would have to take on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Like, it's a much different world when you're walking into it saying, these coaches, these defenses aren't all that great. Like, it, you, you're looking around saying, I can do what with Alvin Kamara? Like, I... I I don't hate that situation. Like, you're actually well, well, talking. You even look at the New Orleans Saints this season. Like, every team was still activated late in that year to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Every single team was activated late in the year to make the playoffs. And what about the Patriots? That's the only other one I, like I keep thinking. Like, I keep thinking about, uh, look, I know a lot of people will say what they want to say, but at least everything I've ever heard was that when Josh McDaniels was being considered for the head coaching job, Bill Belichick was one of the people that was championing him to Mark Davis. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is the right hire. Uh, the two of them, by all indications, from everything I've ever been told, seem to still have a very close relationship. So, you know, if you know, like, Josh McDaniels knows Derek Carr better than anybody. Like, he's going to be able to give a better scouting report to Bill Belichick than anybody. And I don't think there's enough animosity there between mentor and teacher that would actually create some sort of, a, I'm not going to help you narrative. 
He would go to a team that's consistently been in, in championship yep. mode. He goes to a coach that he can respect with an organization he knows that he'll be given every opportunity to win with. That has structure, and he's going to be dealing with the two Bills there. No, I don't mean Bill, not the science guy. He's not one of them. I'm talking about Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien, two guys who have done it as head coaches, as coordinators, and understand what it takes. So I'm looking at that spot. The only thing about them, though, you have Jacoby Myers, who's a free agent. Also, you have Aguilar, that's a free agent. Who else around skill position-wise are they going to be able to bring in to, you know, pep things up a little bit more offensively? But I love where the Patriots are from a defensive perspective. And usually on special teams, they're dynamic. Uh, in the return game, they are. Let's see if they can get a little bit, bit, bit better covering kicks. If I had to make the choice between Mac Jones and Derek Carr, it's not even a choice. It's not like, even I a, roll my it's not even eyes a competition. I wonder, eyes. too, in that beautiful world, if they could work out some sort of a trade where Derek Carr is traded to the Patriots, Mac Jones is traded to the Raiders. He's, he's familiar Ooh. with Josh McDaniels, and all of a sudden, Josh McDaniels Look gets the quarterback you, he knows. You stinking devil. Yeah, if that happens. I didn't think about that one. They, they don't make enough Grey Goose to get me through having to get ready. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, and you I did go. Ma- you don't want mac and cheese? I, no, I mean I, no. I thought you loved mac and cheese. I do love mac and cheese. I don't love mac. What you saying? You saying that's not the homemade mac and cheese? That's yeah. that's the box. That's the box. No, macaroni. I like I like me some box mac. Like I like me some craft macaroni and cheese. Got to be blue box, right? Oh no, See, but no, no, like oh, uh, you got to come to my establishment. I can no longer, no longer let you sit up here and talk about you love box macaroni and cheese in the presence. Of a black man. I, mean, <laughs> I will no longer let you do that. No, sir. Oh, just give me regular no. mac and cheese. You know what? I'm not a mac and cheese snob, but maybe I'll change my I'm mind. I'm homemade. Make you some, man. You know, who eats you. A, you, you know who eats a ton of mac and cheese? Oh. Fat boys in the NFL. And they showed us how athletic they can be in one of the best events I've seen in a long time. We'll tell you about it next. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Also on your smart speakers. Just tell them, hey, play ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi. Weeks of negotiations for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early for the SEC have fizzled, reports ESPN's Pete Thamel. The strong expectation that Oklahoma and Texas play in the Big 12 in 2023 and 2024, then join the SEC in 2025. Don't count on Raiders quarterback Derek Carr to extend his February 15th trigger date on his contract to give the team additional time to resolve his situation. Carr said he has no intention of amending the date, by which more than $40 million in guarantees kick in, increasing the likelihood he'll be released by Vegas. Inspired by the life-saving medical attention Bill Safety DeMar Hamlin got on the field during last month's Monday night football game in Cincinnati, the league and American Heart Association will provide free CPR education in Arizona throughout Super Bowl week as part of the NFL experience at the Phoenix Convention Center. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, hanging out with you. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. All right, so, I don't know, uh, last night, I don't know how many people were paying close attention 
but the skills competition for the Pro Bowl was last night. Now, we just mentioned the fact that Derek Carr was out there throwing footballs like the Mark Davis's face was on all the different targets. Like, if they can't miss, can't miss, can't miss, can't miss all over the place. Bing, 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 bing. At the time, his entire team had, I think, 50 points, and he scored 31 in his turn alone. So, like, he was the fourth quarterback to go, and he just destroyed everybody else. Absolutely a statement. Now, I love this this entire Pro Bowl challenge. I'm, I'm in for every ounce of all of it. So uh, it had us thinking, what if we had a little bit of fun? What if we decided, because one of my favorite events last night was dodgeball. Now, the way they did it last night, they had the AFC offense take on the AFC defense. A great highlight that keeps being ripped out everywhere of Josh Jacobs uh, eliminating Max Crosby. Max thought he could get around it. Nope. Josh Jacobs took him out. So then the... What side of the ball does Josh Jacobs play? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs offensive. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just uh, laugh. <laughs> uh, and then on the NFC side, you had offense versus defense. And then the two uh, teams took each other on in the end with the uh, with the NFC getting the win in the end. OK, so we decided we do a little snake draft. All right. We're going to we're going to go through like everybody does in fantasy football. We are going to draft our all dodgeball team. Now, this is what we've decided we're going to do. All right, you can use any player in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through and we're each going to pick three current NFL players and then we will add one legend to our team. Three current NFL players, one legend. Uh, all right, so it's going to be me picking, you picking, and of course, Devin is going to come in and pick. Devin, have you worked a strategy on this, Devin? Are you feeling ready? Are you feeling good? Oh, yeah, I've uh, actually grinded tape from past dodgeball events, so I'm, uh, I'm set. All right, so uh, Evan. He's excited. Evan is the teammate. Evan's behind the glass. He can't chime in on this. Evan, I need you in a way that neither of us can see. Neither Harry or not, nor I can see uh, your hands. You pick a number that's either one or two. I'm going to trust the integrity of Evan. What number is Evan holding up right now, Harry? I'm going five. It's either one or two. It can only be one or two. Oh, I thought, oh so, uh, one. One. All right, so what was the number that he was holding up? Now he's holding up five. This is getting me He was holding up two. That means that you do not, sir, get the first pick <laughs> in this trap. Uh, it means I do. That's that's a, I, I don't know why Devin didn't Whoa, even understand. Where a am chance. I? Wait, where All am right. I? All right, you know what? We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Evan, hold that. Hold fingers we can't see. Devin, pick. Is it one or two? Is it one or two, Devin? Two. All right, Evan, what are you holding up? He was holding up one, and it was not an appropriate finger either, may I add. Uh, all right, that means I get the first pick. All right, uh, I get the first pick, and what are we going to do? Uh, Number we, one. Should we let uh, Devin go in between Bingo. us? All right, so the way this is going to go is it's going to go one, two, three, three, two, one. Snake draft, right? Yep. My first pick, uh, Devin, you are not the only person that, uh, that grinded some old tape. I went back. I read some reviews on previous dodgeball tournaments last night while I was sitting there planning our XFL show. I'm taking Jarvis Landry with the first over pick. First overall pick. Jarvis Landry single-handedly saved his team multiple times. Jarvis Landry off the board. I've got Jarvis. Devin, you're on the clock. That is such a good pick because that was going to be my number one. I hate you, Fitz. Okay, perfect. Um, All right, so I'm going to go with – I don't think we've seen him play uh, dodgeball. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Now, hear me out. I know he's hurt. But he he has a baseball background. He can clearly throw the ball, and I think a dodgeball motion is more you know more like baseball than is NFL throwing. And also, we know he's elusive, so I'm gonna go Kyler Murray with my first. Pick. Yeah, very smart, Devin, because he has an ACL injury. Uh, so oh with, yeah, I mean, but let's let's take injuries out of it. No, okay? we can't do that. Sorry, Devin. Uh, so I'm gonna go with my first pick. I'm gonna go with Christian McCaffrey. Just because he's a guy okay, that's, that's a elusive, pick. quick in, in, in uh, short spaces, in short areas. So, Chris McCaffrey's my first pick. Okay, now you get to go again, Harry. So, you so now with take my it. second pick, 
Okay. And notice the theme here. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. Okay. What, are we just taking the all 49er team? All right, so you've taken Brandon Ayuk. All right, that, that's fine. You want elusive players, obviously. There you okay. go. Okay, I see what no, he's I doing I can here. catch the football, too. Okay, uh, all right. catch the dodgeball. That means Devin's back on the clock. Who you got, Devin? I'm going to take a wide receiver as well, and I'm going to take a better wide receiver. And also, this guy played in the dodgeball tournament last year and, and showed out. Justin Jefferson. Oh, son of a biscuit! Yep. yep. Oh, no! <laughs> this is worse than fantasy football. I literally had Justin Jefferson queued up as my next oh. pick. Wow. Wow. You uh, know what? No, what? Is that what we're doing? It's your pick. That's what we're doing. All right. I've pick. got two picks in a row. So for my second pick, I am also going to take a wide receiver mm-hmm. at, at this point because I like wide receivers that can catch everything in front of them. So I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. Oh, you. Stephon Diggs uh, comes in as my next pick. And then uh, I get to go again because of the snake draft. So I now have uh, – I'm back on the clock. And because I'm a complete homer, I'm taking Josh Jacobs. He played really well last night. Okay. Josh Jacobs was good last night. I thought you were last looking at my paper standing. and no, 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 you said no. Josh Jacobs. I'm taking Josh Jacobs. That's my last pick before we get to the legends. I know who I'm going with. Wow, Fitz is taking players who played good as a top three draft. Uh, good call. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who we know can throw the ball very well. And not only can he throw the ball, he can throw it at you know unique angles, no looks, That's which is, is important in dodgeball. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that that. I don't think that's a smart pick, though, because Patrick Mahomes is going to get mollywhopped with a dodgeball as quick as he can throw one. Yeah. I don't think he can catch the ball? He he's also going to roll that ankle oh, on the first yes. play and then be done. My goodness, Devin, you and these injured guys. Uh, with, with my third pick, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Okay. I'm going to go Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey? Yeah. It's a, that's a you know big body. He's going to get hit a lot. It's a no, bold strategy, have you, have you ever seen him against press coverage? Have you ever seen the wiggle in his routes? That's why I'm going with him. We talking about the same thing when we say wiggle in his routes. Okay, that means you get to go first. I ain't talking about Travis Kelsey. The wiggle in his routes is that that's your area of expertise. Uh, you get to pick a legend now. Any legend, anybody that's ever played the game. I'm going Terrell Owens, Owens because he still works out. T.O. Okay. T.O. All right. He's taking T.O. Devin, who do you got as your legend? I'm going to take another guy we, we know can throw the ball, but he's also very elusive. Give me Randall Cunningham. Oh, okay. How, Look, how old is Randall Cunningham? I, do, I don't care about age. That? Are we doing that? I don't care about age. Here's Good the thing. Lord. I need somebody that I know will catch absolutely anything that comes anywhere near him when how he's there. How old is Randall Cunningham, ladies and gentlemen? Somebody tell me how old Randall Cunningham is. Let me look is. it up. Randall Cunningham is not young, uh, <laughs> but I'm about taking old far too. Uh, Jerry Rice. I want somebody that will catch literally anything. I, I you still put. know Jerry yeah, Rice yeah. works out, though. Yeah, Jerry Rice, right, like anything you throw at him, he's going to catch. So while you've got Travis Kelsey over there throwing, I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, because Travis Kelsey can't catch either. Uh, I mean, he, oh, can't, okay. he can catch, but he ain't no Jerry Rice. I mean, um, he who, can catch, though. All right, who's a, better, who's a better receiver? Who catches better? Well, guess who's on his heels? Who's on, who? Travis Kelsey when it comes to playoff numbers. Okay, well, look, so you well, got. I won't say on his heels. He's second. So Travis I went, second I went to areas. Jarvis Landry, uh, uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, and Jerry Rice. I got a lot of people. I have catch. Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk, and Terrell Owens. And I had uh, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, and Randall Cunningham. How old is Randall? He's 59 Cunningham? years old. He's, he's in great shape, years. though. Oh, but you know what? Like, he's been the team, uh, like, the team pastor for the Raiders uh, for several of the last years. I think he recently As left that position. As a matter of fact, Randall Cunningham was before his time. He'll, he'll pray for Imagine, you. Imagine right uh, Randall Cunningham playing in today's game. Oh, man. It would it, it, it'd be, <sighs> it would be, 
Well, he'd have to be a little younger because I think at well, 60, I'm just saying, probably, like, with, like at 59 years old, he probably wouldn't. With his it. athleticism and, and <laughs> stuff like that, like I, I think he literally was before his time. Like he did some amazing things in the National Football League, uh, one of Philly's greatest. But if he played in today's game, oh my gosh. UNLV legend Randall Cunningham oh would absolutely be spectacular. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If you were building your all time NFL dream dodgeball team, who would your number one pick be? Who's the person you would have to have on your dodgeball team? Tell us who, tell us why. We'll let you take over the show, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance, hanging out with you live from Seaport out in New York, in person together. You can watch us in the ESPN app. And Harry... I was watching dodgeball last night because well, as a former fat kid, I love watching dodgeball. I love watching big athletic guys beat up on each other the way they beat up on me as a kid. Like, yeah, let's face it, I, I know it's going to be shocking to you. I wasn't particularly athletically gifted as a kid. <laughs> so I know people often like, what? Pull your car over, take a deep breath. I know it's shocking it's to everybody. Be a shocker to I, me. I was I was a fat kid that played the violin that oh, just got my ass whooped in dodgeball. <laughs> were you good at dodgeball? Of course you were good at dodgeball, yeah, right? Man. Were you like diving around and doing the whole thing? The best in the business. Oh, the best in the business. Best but, in the business. Like, can you because I noticed a lot of the guys last be, night. I'm, I'm a first pick type guy. I mean, a lot of the guys last night was uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to say it was the last pick. There was always somebody after me that was picked. I was the pick of late-round late hope pick. Like, maybe he won't suck as much as we think he will. Like, that's uh, not that much different than now. I also love the job that uh, Marcus Spears and them did last night. Oh, RG3 yeah. and, and, and Laura, man, they did a phenomenal job. And it was entertaining, and, and they were funny while doing it. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, and we were watching dodgeball, right? Like yeah. a, bunch of, a bunch of big boys playing dodgeball. So we decided to do our dodgeball draft. And so we picked three. We went snake draft style for anybody in a fantasy football league. We went one, two, three, three, two, one, one, two, three, so on and so forth. And uh, as a result, we each came up with three current players and one legend. So uh, I've got Jarvis Landry, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, simply because I'm a homer, and Jerry Rice as my team. Who is your team? I have Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk, and Tio. And Devin, uh, producer extraordinaire. Devin, what did your team, uh, you're representing both you and Devin, so a lot of pressure here. What did uh, your team come up with? We have Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, and Randall Cunningham. Can't your make the club in the tub. I mean, your team just is bad. Can't I mean, the, I got, I got. Can't two, make the club in the tub. I got two catchers. I got two throwers. I, I mean, it's fine. We're good. Yeah, and a whole bunch of Ben Gay to try and help you with all them injuries. <laughs> uh, I had somebody tweet me, Dirty Water six nineteen said Mahomes, CMC, Tyree Kill, Devin Hester as the all timer. Devin Ooh, Hester on that one. one. So we've asked you guys to chime in. Triple eight say ESPN eight eight eight. Seven two nine three seven seven six. Uh, Mach in, in Alaska. Whenever Mach calls, Mach. Mach he's our, that's our boy. I mean, now. I mean he's on board. That's like our, that's like our he's boy. part of the family at this point. He, he wanted to chime in with somebody we missed. Mach, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show again. Hey, um, I would. Good morning, guys. I want to be part of the Wolf Pack because I'm starting to be a regular here. Uh, I would uh, say Michael Vick would be my first pick. He was a tremendous athlete and he could do it all. 
Mudge, that is a great call by you, and you're officially part of the Wolfpack. There's yeah. no no Whenever no doubt about it. Join us, you're part of the crew. Boss. Mike, Michael Vick would have been a good one on the legend because you're talking about again. You mentioned Randall Cunningham ahead of his time. I cannot imagine Michael Vick in today's NFL offenses. Uh, what about Shane in Indianapolis? Shane, thanks for calling the show. What you got, man? Shane, what you got, buddy? Well, Shane, hey, turn, get turn going, your, you guys again. You turn, me back on the band, Perry Kid, just to give you that. Huh. Shane, <laughs> make sure you turn your radio down, boss, so we're not hearing your radio oh, echo sorry, in the background. Right. Is it still up? Nope, sorry we got you, buddy. Okay, sorry about that. I um, but going back before I give you my picks, um. Going back to the Randall Cunningham story, you're saying he's an old man now. He wouldn't be able to play. Well, I remember yeah, this since this was Michael Jordan Day, 2-3-2-3, one of the, the greatest of all time of any sport, in my opinion. Um, I, I remember a story he told. They asked him if they could beat the Warriors or the uh, LeBron James Heat teams. Um, would it be a close game or would it be a blowout? And Jordan said, well, it'd probably be a close game. And the guy looked at him funny and asked him why he thought that. He said, yeah, because we're almost 60 years old. <laughs> mm. I mean, old man strength would be something for Randall. Like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt any of that. You know how that is. Like, old man strength coming, coming in hot. Like, thousand percent right on that. Like, everybody knows the guy, the guy in the neighborhood that you know is. Uh, Guys, maybe- if we're drafting a legend, we can't, we can't have the fact that they're old. Obviously, most most of them are a little bit older. Well, that's why I picked a legend that is in top shape and still works out, Devin. Yeah, I mean. Jerry Rice would like Jerry Rice would embarrass you, Devin. And you're 20 years. Are you like 20? What? What? 22? 20? What's What's Devin these days? Like, you're a child. You're a child. Devin, how much? How tall are you? How much you weigh? Whoa, we're getting real personal, huh? I mean, you brought this on yourself. <laughs> I well, am. Wait, do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, Devin, we asked the question. Yes, I'm, we want I'm, to know. <laughs> I'm five ten, one seventy. Okay, all right. Yeah, Devin's trimmed down. How have you trimmed down there, Devin? What have you been doing for your workout? The opposite of what you're doing. No, but but do <laughs> you want to tell everybody what you've been doing? Like, Don't get you, salty, Devin. How you been working out, Devin? You want to tell everybody how you work out? I ride a bike. What kind of oh. bike you ride? An exercise bike. Oh, any particular exercise what, bike? What kind? Is there a brand? Uh, Peloton. Oh, oh, Devin Rich Rich. Oh, Devin's Rich Give Devin rich. a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Devin's hey. got that Rich Rich. Chip in Devin Greensboro. Let's get to Chip real quick here. Chip, what you got on the dodgeball? Man, I'm listening to you guys, and of course this sparks something passionate in me being of a certain age and playing dodgeball in uh, elementary and, and middle school and having to have Donnie Ray Hooker on your team, because if he's on your team, you're going to win. But if you guys are going to say legends, then you have to go ahead and include everybody, uh, dead or alive, uh, active or not working out, whatever it is. And the greatest dodgeball player in NFL history has to be Barry Sanders. I, I just say, Chip, you, the minute, thanks for the call, Chip. The minute he started saying, you got to go with everybody, I was like, how did I miss Barry how Sanders? How did we all miss Barry Sanders? Oh, you know another man. guy I think we miss? Daryl Green. Uh, Daryl Green. Somebody tweeted us and said, Darryl Justin Green. Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, CMC, Daryl Green. That's from Spider-Fan. Y'all keep tweeting us, letting us know. Fitz and Harry wow. presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's commercial insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options and easy-to-use mobile app. Personalized discounts and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Why the quarterback market is not as good as you think and what that means for every team that needs one. We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 